Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, April the 28th. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe you are in fact uh, correct. It is Wednesday. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's that's, that's what it is. <laughs> You're just deciding. Um, my name is Chris. I am your host and I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Hey, yo. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, we have another great episode for you today. For sure. Uh, you see the title there. It's been a while, but we're going to be talking uh, Game of Thrones. Yes, Game of the Thrones. Game of the Thrones. You know what I like doing lately? Yeah, what? Let's hear it. Uh, I've been thinking about Game of Thrones lately too. Me because too. even before you even mentioned you want to do oh. this comic book, because I watch, uh, there's this channel on YouTube where it's a bunch of people at the bar and they would watch Game of Thrones as it was airing, right? Yes, yes. Like a reactions. Reactions, right? Yeah. And, you know, Game of Thrones is over now. I've seen every episode. I know what happens. But, like, watching them react to it gets to be, like, rehyped as, like, I was living it again, watching it for the first time again. Like, one of my favorite things that I watch of their reactions is when the scene where, uh, spoiler alert, they kill Littlefinger. Oh, Okay, I barely remember that one. I think I remember what happened. Why that yeah. one specifically? Because it's such a sleaze bag, and you're it's happy such a like, dead? twist when it happens in the show. Because they're alluding to like uh, Sansa is putting Arya on trial, mm, and okay. she's like, uh, "You're accused of doing this and this and this. How do you plead, Lord Baelish?" And then the camera turns to him instead. Oh shit! And he's like, and "He's like, what? What? Why am I now?" And then. And it's so cool. And everyone's like cheering at the bar when watching it. Oh, what a creep. Uh, gets yeah. me hyped. Yeah. Game of Thrones is, say what you will about the final season. Exactly. Game of Thrones is good though. <laughs> Nothing could beat the second to last season. The second to last season was <laughs> yeah. so strong. Like a really good, maybe one of the best seasons of a TV show out there. If you, you know, you're caught up in all the invested in all these characters. The last season... I don't hate it as much as everyone else. Maybe because everyone was hating it so much, you know. I kind of like yeah. tempered my own emotions about it. It just felt like season like one, two, and three took like ten years, and uh-huh. the final season took like a week, an afternoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think those those uh, showrunners were ready to get their their boots out of there. They were just they were so excited that they got this uh, Star Wars deal that eventually did not work <laughs> out. But yeah. Uh, yeah, they were out of there. Um, they're doing a, a spinoff series on HBO now, right? Mm-hmm. At least they're planning one. I'm not sure if it's going to really come out, but it's in the works. Yes, George or George RR has been talking about it a bit. It's going to be a prequel thing. I don't think it's a story we're doing today. I think it's way more far back of a story, but uh, sure. it's going to be on there. I think the same house names and all that, but it's definitely a prequel. Yeah, so, well, if you're a fan of the show, if you're a fan of the books, I think you'll like today's episode. Uh, before we get into it, why don't you break down how the show works? First, we'll get into the comic book news, everything that came in this week, and talk through it a bit, give our opinions. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. This time, like you said, we're doing a Game of Thrones comic, The Hedge Knight, which is also a prequel, um, something before the TV show started and before the main novel started. But then, after all that, we'll get into our side stories where we talk about uh, what we've been doing to keep ourselves entertained what we watched listen to whatever games you play things like that and of course before we get into the news guys i want to let you know to stick around till the end of the episode we have a big announcement for the future so definitely stick around for that but uh for now let's get into the news all right A trailer dropped this week 
for an MCU movie that is coming out later in the summer. I, it's been getting delayed, but it's finally happening, and the trailer came out for Shang-Chi. That's right. Um, and of course, it's uh, starring Simu Liu playing Shang-Chi. I think is how you pronounce it. Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. It's, they say it's like song, not sang, is the way you're supposed Shang-Chi? to. Shang-Chi? I think, I think they're, I'll let you pronounce it for the rest of the show. But Chunky. Uh, he's looking not so chunky. <laughs> no, no. This guy's looking buff, uh, as yeah. you know. I think his title in the comics is Master of Kung Fu, right? Yeah. Um, so he doesn't look too much like his comic book character. I think uh, in the thing, he's like way more shaggy head head hair type of look. Yeah, definitely looks more like from the 70s or something like that. But this is a modern take. And uh-huh. this guy, you know, he, he works valet. He sings karaoke. For fun, He drinks yeah. with his friends. Yes. He rides the bus. <laughs> He lives in a garage, I think, in the <laughs> he trailer. Lives in a garage. But uh, his like heritage, his mm-hmm. family story—they're like super rich because they're part of the Ten Rings. Apparently, yes. Is uh, are we led to believe his dad, the person whoever was raising him in the past, is the correct, the real Mandarin? Yes, I think that it's a different take than the comic books. I think they're uh, changing that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yes. they're saying like his dad is the true Mandarin, and he was raised to be like his like you know successor so he's trained and um is very like versed in martial arts but i don't know what happens where i guess he leaves or something or doesn't want it so he goes to america specifically san francisco oh yeah to get away from it so uh i guess now it's like they're calling him back or whatever but it, it looks the movie itself the trailer it looks really cool really cool apparently he's been on his own for like 10 years now and the life is calling him back in and I don't know what this is. Is it like a tournament maybe? All these other opponents are trying to attack him specifically maybe to get at something. Are they each one of the rings and the 10 rings? Uh, I'm not sure sure about the mythos exactly. Um, but a lot of random people are trying to fight him, just trying to tussle, right? And get there's these cool a, backdrops and everything, all these different settings. There's a guy that shows up. This guy is a uh, Razor Fist. Is it the same guy? It, Razor uh, Fist? It, it's a guy with like, a big blade on his arm that comes out. Oh, huh. is that his name? Yeah. Oh, okay, I don't know. Yeah. Did you, you think it's something else? I thought you were talking about uh, Taser Face from Thing. Okay. No, t- <laughs> okay. Taser Face is a different, those are two different words. Razor the, Fist. Razor Taser Fist. Face. I got confused for a second. Taser Fist from Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. He once said the Ten okay. Rings. No, Razor Face and Taser Fist. Those are four separate words. They have no connection to each other. Let's <laughs> say that ten times twice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he's fighting him. That guy looks like he's in the wrong movie. Uh, yes, I agree. <laughs> But other than that, everything looks really cool. We see shots of uh, young Shang-Chi training, mm-hmm. and he's being trained by this masked guy, uh, and I think his name is like the Death Dealer or something like that. Ooh, that's a cool name. He looks a lot like the villains from Naruto. Uh, with his, <laughs> I wouldn't know. You would not know with his, with his white mask and everything. Are we going to see him talk at all? He seems very stoic, behind the mask at least. Um, what what's this I guy's just, deal? I just learned that Naruto is those pink and white spirally things. In ramen, yes, I, I taught yeah. you that. <laughs> so the villain of that looks like Death Dealer. Okay. Yes, yes, the villain. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, which is cool because it looks like later in the trailer, adult Chung-Chi and him are fighting. So Duking it out. Uh, it's like the student becomes the teacher kind of thing. Kind of cool. Yeah. Um, there's ancient shots of like old wars and the, it looks like the armies have like the, the big like tiger beasts with them or something like that. Yeah. Those like demon tigers or whatever. Those statues that you see yeah. all the time in uh, like Chinese folklore or in, you know, in mm-hmm. settings and nice, nice temples. Those look cool. Uh, gives me fantastic beast vibes in that right <laughs> sure. i, I want to see that um aquafina's in it give, being yep. her fun self uh you know we make a good team and all that <laughs> uh and then there's a shot where like someone's has like i think this is what they're yeah. alluding to uh, as the 10 rings is like these like almost like power gauntlets that are there's like five on each of their arms and i think this is the mandarin like back in the day he's like he like breaks a table in half at a restaurant using these powers crap okay and it looks like that is what is the 10 rings is like that power to use those things around his arms so it's not in the comic books it's like 10 rings like literally like rings on his finger yeah finger rings but i think it, that looks too much like the infinity gauntlet oh so they i think they changed how it looks in the movie i don't know i could be wrong maybe the rings do show up in the movie but like uh uh Having it around the guy's arm look kind of cool too. I'm curious. Well, they're yeah, they're like bracelets right around his arm. I'm curious. Something like that, yeah. In the comics, they each have a specific power, kind of like uh-huh. the gauntlet. I think that's kind yeah. of cool. They don't look too flashy in this version. They're kind of more like just like metal, black steel or whatever. I'm I'm yeah. curious if they have their own significant power or things like that. Is that another old Mandarin? Is that actually our hero wearing them when he gets his cool black uniform at a certain point in the movie and he, mm-hmm. he powers up with them? Um, I thought maybe it was that slender uh, other girl that's also on her his team at a certain point because it kind of yeah. looked like it could be her. They were wearing the same like fingerless gloves. Is that is that her? So I think that is his sister. Oh, okay. But unlike Shang-Chi, I think she was raised by her father like the whole her whole life. And she is like like the new heir or something like that. I don't know okay. if she'll become the next Mandarin or whatever. But like, she is like the the one that sticks around, and he's the one that left. Uh-huh. So he has to go back. There's also shots of like old school. It looks like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or something, where they're fighting in like the forest. And there's this lady that's wearing yeah. like old Chinese garb, and people are saying like, "Oh, this is an old Iron Fist." Oh, that could work out. I like that. Like, uh, like it's way in the past. You think like a long time ago? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because she's wearing yellow and green, and yeah. she has like the old school like hat and like robe and stuff. And they're saying like, "Oh, this is one of like the ancient Iron Fists." I Could remember be. in our Iron Fist episode, take a look at that. We mentioned one of the little stories in there was like this old female pirate queen that was mm-hmm. the Iron Fist at a certain point. Maybe that's her. Could be that yeah, character. Could be her. That'd be yeah. kind of cool. Maybe it's a crossover between Ride the Last Dragon. Could be that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm surprised that they're making this movie just in general because, like, Shang-Chi is not, like, a big, 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 like, comic book character. Yeah, big, well-known. Yeah, I mean, like, he's kind of more or less a sidekick for a while, but... I think it's really cool that they are making it. It shows support for the Asian community and all the Asian actors in it. And I hope this is just like the first step of them, Marvel, leading towards a whole like martial arts genre where we can see Iron Fist in the MCU and uh, Daredevil fighting the hand. And I hope that almost like the three of them have to team up for something against a bigger threat. I think that'd be really cool. And I hope uh, that this means there's going to be more of this style movie in the MCU. Kind of more 
okay, like a waterfall into that, right? Yeah. Digging more into that genre. I can see that. That'd be kind of cool. I think this guy could fit, totally could fit on an Avengers team. He seems like uh, he'll be powerful enough at a certain point in the movie. Um, and I just want to see more martial arts movies. I think we don't get enough of them anymore. Maybe I just don't watch them. You know, I've really watched the Raid Redemption movies. Uh, uh, but Those are very good. Yeah, I want to see those. Um, but... I want to see some of that in the MCU. They can uh, use some money in that and put something bombastic out there. Well, we'll have to wait when this hits theaters. That's right, theaters. You'll have to actually go out to watch this. Cool. And uh, when is this? I think it's July something, so not too far away, but uh, I'm excited. I, I will go to the theater to watch this. I want to see it. I mean, uh, it's been a while since we've seen an MCU movie. I want to <laughs> dig into them. Jeez. I guess there is a chance it could be the same thing as Black Widow where you pay extra to watch it at home, but like... Uh, I don't like that. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, what you can watch at home eventually on Disney Plus is Marvel's Secret Invasion. Oh, yeah. And this cast is starting to develop. I know they had cast like the lead villain already. And it's that one actor from yeah, it's, uh, Night in Miami. I forget his name. Kingsley Ben Adur. Right. And they just recently cast uh, someone else. I forget her name, too. Another actress. Is it Am- Olivia Coleman? Yes, you're right. Okay. There you go. You got it. And now, just this past week, they announced that uh, another actress, similar to what we're talking about today, has been cast for Secret Invasion. Amelia Clark, of course, famed for Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones, is joining the cast. Um, I think they still didn't let out who her character is. Who do you think it is? Could it be Spider-Woman? Mother of Dragons. Mother of Dragons. Stormborn. Uh, I don't know. Because honestly, like these Disney Plus series are taking bits and pieces from comic book stories. Sure. Like WandaVision took from like The Visions and House of M and uh, Captain, or yeah, I guess you could call it Captain America and, and Winter Soldier took from like all new, all different Captain America. Is that what, what that one was from? Yeah. But Secret Invasion is a very big storyline. I don't think it's going to be that big of a scale for the series. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Also the surprise that all these characters characters were scrolls for a while i right. think we can't go that hard with that idea so uh-huh. maybe they'll be intrigued in other ways but um i don't know i guess if, if she was a, a spider woman because i think that's who we start out with in the story as the first scroll sure. we found out that wouldn't be that uh big of a impact because she hasn't been a character for all this time yet I don't, yeah, I also don't know who has the rights to Spider-Woman, if it's Sony or not. I think it might be Sony that has her rights, even though she's, just because the spider's in her name, (laughs) it's already, like, in the Spider-Man-verse, but I I don't know. All these characters just could be, like, brand new characters. No way. I I wouldn't do that if I was Marvel. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious who (laughs) she could be. I think she's, from what we've seen of her in Game of Thrones, I think she's uh-huh. a good actress. I think some of her decisions as a career-wise, I don't I don't know if I agree with them, but like uh, Terminator you, Genesis. You didn't like Terminator or, or Solo, those blockbuster movies? Oh, well, I mean, it's a Star Wars movie, right? It <laughs> oh, is a good, good pick. <laughs> Arnold um, is coming back. He's going to be his young self. It's going to be a hit. <laughs> Yeah, I really don't know how they're going to do this. Uh, Secret Invasion. I feel like this should be a movie, but they're making a series. So uh, I, I have like no clue how they're going to weave this in. And, and uh, we know Samuel L. Jackson will be in it. But I have a feeling all these new characters uh, are just going to be scrolls. Huh, maybe. I mean, yeah, it's a scroll story. It's got to be there. We're going to probably get introduced to the more like sinister scrolls because, uh-huh. the, again, what the scrolls we've seen are the refugee types that have kind of broken away 
away from the warfaring scrolls that we know in the comics, yeah. right? Right. So um, I don't know when this is supposed to come out. I think it's like next year still. So it's not. Uh, I think the slate for this year is already full. Uh-huh. So my guess is going to be sometime next year. By that time, the MCU will be a little different already um, with Eternals already out by then oh, and yeah. Spider-Man already out by then and all the Disney Plus series like Loki and Miss Marvel and Hawkeye will be done by then. So like the state of MCU could be totally different by the time this starts. So really, until we get word of who she's playing, it's really just anyone's guess how this story is going to wind up in the MCU. Like I, Right now, I don't think... It's going to be anything really like the comic book. I think it's by name only, and it's going to be its own thing. Oh, kind of like kind of like Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron used the same uh, title, but it was not the same story. Yeah, that was kind of. I see what you're saying there. Could be along those lines. Uh, one idea I had, not really about the story, but funny idea was you know how Ben Mendelsohn is actually a scroll that played the Nick Fury in the Spider Man, and it was him the whole yeah. time. What if the Nick Fury we know, Samuel L. Jackson, is also a scroll and. <laughs> Double scroll. He's lasted. So, what if we get like a, a scroll that's been like he's a Nick Fury that changes his look every few generations, and we get into back in the day, the old time Marvel. We had a white Nick Fury, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in, in the 40s maybe that was a scroll and he just changed his look to be a modern you know Samuel L. Jackson mm, and kept the name exactly you know <laughs> keep it hidden I like that and then we can get like a retro Avengers type of thing that he kept, kept secret secret Avengers ooh <laughs> You think when a scroll is in disguise, another scroll can tell that he is a scroll or that is a scroll, or is oh. it like not distinguishable? You think like you think like they could smell each other or something? I was gonna say that it's probably a stench in the air, or maybe they have an extra like you know like extra eye layer where they can see in a different <laughs> ultraviolet whatever and see that it's a scroll under there. Uh, yeah, I, I really don't know. It, it, it's not even like for sure that scrolls are involved in the secret invasion. Oh, come on. It's got to be, right? It, I, it could be anything. It could be, we could be going back to like Hydra and maybe they have some technology to look like people again. I don't know. But like, just, I think really they're just using the title Secret Invasion. Hmm. And it's going to be really hard to do what they did in the comics for a series. So my guess is that it's going to be a lot different than the comic. It's got to be. They're working with like a different background of characters i think um i forgot is are there a lot of x-men involved in secret invasion uh it's pretty much every hero right yeah, every so, hero you don't know if they're a scroll or not so that's not set up enough to like use that whole aspect of the whole universe in the comics at, at this point um and i think even at that point i don't think it'll be ready yet in the the x-men so it's gonna be it's gonna feel different but they can still play with the work like the characters you have known so far and maybe not who they seem like they are but i think it's gonna be fun I, I i'm looking forward to it even if it is gonna be a different idea yeah all right well we'll see like i said it's gonna be a while away um also announced this week that's gonna be a while oh, yeah. is uh the fourth captain america movie and the first not starring chris evans Yes, uh, Anthony Mackie playing his Sam Wilson, Captain America character, yes. starring him in the new suit that we got at the end of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. It'll be written and I think uh, produced also by the show's showrunner, Malcolm Spellman. So it's mm. I, I have a feeling it's going to have the same vibe, same feel to the show and deal with the same kind of uh, subject matter. But uh, yeah, I'm glad he's getting his own movie. Yeah, I think it's going to carry along some of the threads from that. If that's true. Maybe we are going to get a U.S. agent appearance or cameo in there. I don't know. Uh-huh. What do you think? If it, if we're taking on a lot of these ideas, is it going 
an attack on that. I, I, honestly, I hope not. I hope they're done with him. Like he's going off on his own thing. I don't think just because one character's in it that you have to package everybody in. Like uh, even Bucky, I I would kind of hope that he's not in this movie. I think uh, I, I think you're right. They just give yeah, just give Anthony Mackie his shine. Yes, yeah, he's Captain America now. Let's give him uh, some some spotlight in that, mm-hmm. and let uh, let Bucky do his own thing. I think his like story's kind of close to kind of settled. Maybe he can get into other endeavors, but. Uh, do you think Anthony Mackie can bring it and really inspire people the way Chris Evans, Captain America did? I think he can inspire a totally different type of person. Okay. Okay. <laughs> which is just as important, I think, especially more important now. So, uh, I don't know what like villain he could go up against or even like what like situation he'll be in, but I do like the idea of giving him his own movie. I think so too. Uh, what other Captain America villains are left on the table? Are we going to see Zemo again? Could that be the, the whole time? I mean, I I just want Zemo to have his own movie too. <laughs> We're going to get to Zemo 4 before we get to Captain America 4. <laughs> Uh, I think that having like a fourth Captain America movie that is not the same character from the first trilogy, as you call it that, kind of opens the door for the other characters to do the same thing. So could we see like a Mighty Thor where Jane Foster is just the lead and Chris Hemsworth is not in it anymore? Or could we see the same thing with like, like, like I, they're for sure going to do it with Black Panther, right? Oh, right. Yeah. They're going to keep making more movies and, you know, it's not going to be T'Challa as Black Panther. So um, I guess we'll see that before even Captain America 4. So this sets the stage for the passing of mantles of all these heroes and continuing on the the legacy of these these heroes, meaning the next Avengers movie is going to be like a whole new roster. Right. I think we have uh, Iron Heart, right? The uh, Riri character. I I don't know if she's... I think she's getting introduced in Armor Wars with Don Cheadle's uh, TV show, I think. Mm -hmm. I think she'll be introduced there and then have her own series after that. As Ironheart? Okay. I was thinking, yeah. could that be a lead up to our being Iron Man, Iron Woman, however we're going to settle on the name? Could that be a, an option? Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny because I was just watching Endgame the other day, like yesterday, and right. I was watching it with my dad, and we got to the funeral scene, and it's the scene where they're panning over all the cast. And when they get to that kid from Iron yes. Man 3, he was like, who the hell's that? <laughs> Even my dad said that. <laughs> Consensus. <laughs> who the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> So why would they even Easter egg that guy in there? Oh, yeah. It's got to be for a reason. And I think he could appear in Armor Wars. Maybe he has some Stark tech that was left there that someone's after to use to build their own armor. Huh. Maybe maybe Tony did leave something else in the garage there that he kind of built up into his own suit or just sure. like pass something down. Um, yeah, I think... I think that could work out. Maybe he's like teaching him on the side, like this whole science thing. I think that he was a smart kid in, right. the, in the movie, right? Yeah. That could work out. Uh, I saw, I don't like how people don't like that movie. It's a good movie. It's maybe used- Iron Man 3 yes, or Endgame? Iron Man 3. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> like, who doesn't like Endgame? <laughs> Everyone loves Endgame. But some people think like it's a little bit lower down on the, kind of the stakes were lower down at that point. But it's a good movie. I don't know why people don't like it. It is a good movie. I prefer it over Iron Man 2. That's, a, that's kind of obvious, I think. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so- um, um, like I said, if New Avengers does happen, it's going to look totally different. And I 
I'm excited for what the MCU is doing. They're pretty much catching up to the comics, though. So I'm, I wonder mm. if there's going to be a point where they just like overtake the comics and do their own thing, a la Game of Thrones. Yeah. So. Let's not do, let's not dig into those waters. We'll just get you know <laughs> we'll get George R. R. Martin to stop on the Game of Thrones stuff. Let's tack him on to do the, the start movies. writing Marvel he, comics. He's written for TV before. He can do some some movies maybe. All right. Uh, well, that is it for the news. Captain America Four on the heels coming. Um, like I said earlier, guys, you don't want to miss our announcement later on. Yes, please do. And also, please uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. We're on all major podcast platforms. Absolutely. And find us on all the social medias, too. You can find us at the Reader Copy Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, guys. All right, let's get into the book that you chose this week. It is a Game of Thrones, uh, The Hedge Knight. So it turns out it's around the 10-year anniversary of the Game of Thrones TV show. Oh, really? Yeah. It sounds we got like a few videos on YouTube about like celebration of that and things like that. And it hit my YouTube algorithm and I just fell in a Game of Thrones rabbit hole. That's why I wanted to do this comic actually. It's been 10 years since the first episode came out? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It doesn't feel like it. It doesn't, right? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been 10 years and all like the cast is celebrating and things like that. And I just fell into like a rabbit hole watching a lot of George R.R. Martin videos about him talking about Mm -hmm. the differences between the book and the tv show and just like all these fans making like explanations of characters that never show up on the tv show i thought it was kind of cool i was like wow maybe i should dig into the game of thrones universe again yeah and i found this comic game of thrones the hedge knight which of course is a prequel to the to the books and the tv show mm-hmm. came out of jet city comics which is the publishing company and mm-hmm. it's a total of just six issues it came out in uh, 2013 nice um so yeah, if you guys don't know the Game of Thrones world, it is this uh, medieval type of fantasy book with knights and dragons and wizards and things like that. Uh, it's uh, revolving around the name of the whole series is A Song of Ice and Fire, right? Right. But Game of Thrones is the name of the TV show. And I think that's just one of the books in this line of books, right? I will say Game of Thrones is a better title. I don't know. I, I flip back and forth between for me personally. Um, but this comic is a prequel that takes place 90 years before uh, the start of the series. And the start of the series, we learn about this family called the Targaryens and how yeah. they were once this uh, ruling class, right, of ruling crown prince, crown king in this universe, right? And that's still the case in this story. The the ruling family are the Targaryens. Right, they're like the 1%. (laughs) Yes, right, right. They they look like a two with like uh, their their blonde hair and everything. <laughs> yeah, and like all just like I guess they used to do, but all these families and representatives of the families have like a a sigil, like a symbol, right? Right. And there's the Targaryens, coolest one. They're like the dragons. Yes, the drag. They're like a three headed dragon, like King Ghidorah yeah. from Godzilla, but it's this red Never dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. But um, this story revolves around two characters, Dunk and Egg, and they're kind of uh, nothing characters <laughs> in this thing. Um, 
Dunk and Egg. Dunk and Egg. The, and they're the main protagonists in this in this world of all these high-born uh, families. There's these two individuals that we're going to follow in the story. Right. And those prequels, they're actually novellas, but this is just a graphic novel version of the first book. There's three books already. The Hedge Knight, which is what we're doing. There's The Sworn Sword and The Mystery Knight. And honestly, like, I want to check the rest of them out because like, I really enjoyed The Hedge Knight. Yeah, it's not too much of this magical things like that. It's more about like following these honorable knights in their story. And Honestly, like this reminds me a lot of season one of Game of Thrones show because it's like the like if you know the show, yeah, pretty much the rest of the series, everyone's at war with each other. Where this, it's like everyone's still kind of cool and everyone's like living amongst each other, and that's what it feels like. And I want to see that. Like I hope we get to see that in the show if there's a spinoff, whatever, like a functioning royal society kind of thing. Totally, we're not in a time of war in this in this world's right. current moment. Uh, a bit about the creators, George R. R. Martin, the writer of the books. He started out in journalism and then he fell into his real love, which is novels, because he's like a, he's actually more of a sci fi nerd than fantasy, but he kind of dabbled oh, in both really? as he got into novels. And then that kind of dried up for him. And then he moved into uh, TV show writing. Uh, he actually worked on. Just write the book. <laughs> <laughs> he actually moved, worked on the Beauty and the Beast TV show. Oh, man, for the 80s? Yeah, with Ron Perlman. <laughs> Super cool. <laughs> you ever seen that show? I don't. I love I love everything Beauty and the Beast, but I've never seen that show. Is it good? It's weird because it's Beauty and the Beast, but it takes place in like present time. Oh, it does? Yeah, I it's not know. ancient time. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you'll like it, but I, I remember it. You remember it. Okay. <laughs> uh, but this comic had an adaptation by Ben Avery. He's like the writer for the graphic novel, right? Um, okay. Some of the work he's been on, it's like Mage Comics, uh, Lullaby, The Imaginaries. And then he's worked on that Wizard of Oz, Wonderland Chronicles comic book, kind of an all-ages type of book. Oh, cool. And then we got our artist, Mike S. Miller. He's a Hawaiian illustrator and, and writer. He worked on Injustice Gods Among Us. So we did that a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. And then he also worked on a graphic novel adaptation of a different book series, Wheel of Time, which I think is like another mm. kind of more popular, also popular uh, sci-fi fantasy book that's out there that I've I've always like, when I look at list of books I want to read, to yeah. read regular books with no pictures in it, that's kind of on the list. Mm-hmm. Okay. I never look at those lists. <laughs> I, I, I might read it at some point, but I'm a slow reader. Okay. Now we follow... In the story, our main guy, Dunk, uh, and he is this kind of lowly class individual. He's a very tall guy. He's called Dunk the Tall. Okay. Yeah. Um, with like a he can dunk, <laughs> he can if basketball was in this world. But <laughs> he has like shoulder length hair, and he's laying to rest his knight because Dunk at this moment it was a squire. He's a squire for this knight, Sir Arlen. Sir Arlen is a hedge knight, which is not like a royal guard or anything. He's more or less like a, a work for hire kind of knight. Like yeah. He just travels around when people need help. They pay him to do knightly stuff, knightly things. You know, work in in uh, in battles things like that just take up a job not like a mercenary not a bad thing just kind of work for hire right and he's been like a good knight and he's been training dunk to be like an honorable type of knight yes yes but sir arlen has passed away and he's being uh, buried by dunk right now and he just remembers the fond moments of sir arlen how he was able to even like uh in jousting there's a lot of jousting in this comic in one of his <laughs> old fairs he was able to joust one of the most famous knights of the realm and 
um, buckle him a few times before ultimately losing out because he's the other guy's this famous knight. But mm -hmm. Sir Arlen, still, he puts up a fight in this kind of, you know, hedge knight role. And Donk really, like, remembers um, these great moments and, like, how no one else will remember Sir Arlen because uh, he was just, like, a regular dude. Uh, Dunk always, like, looked up to him because he kind of, like, took him in because Dunk was, like, an orphan when he first found him. Totally. Dunk, he's thinking, like, okay, he's going to make it out on his own. He's got Sir Arlen's old sword, helm, and, and shield and everything. His outfit, his uh, suit of armor is not going to fit Dunk. Dunk's pretty tall. He's really big. It's not going to yeah. fit him. So he's still trying to figure out what he's he can do. He's got three horses. And he's thinking, oh, I could sell these three horses and maybe that can, you know, finance me for a while. But no, he thinks I got to sell one and continue on being a hedge knight. And he knows that down the road, um, there's this big like knight tournament yeah kind of thing. tourney a tourney yeah <laughs> um it's kind of like medieval times yes <laughs> so his plan is to like go there win the tournament and like make a name for himself he's just like i know these like great knights are all signing up making the list but he's like you know whatever i'll, I'll win i'll just sign up you know how tall i am <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like this really tall guy thinks like i'm just gonna walk into the all-star game and everyone's gonna know me <laughs> and dunk <laughs> yeah dunk <laughs> Uh, but it's the nighttime and he's going to go about his way and go to an inn just to pick up some ale to uh, finish for the night. But on the way to the inn, he meets this uh, stable boy kind of just bathing in the river. This stable boy has like no hair. He's completely bald. And he's looking at this knight thinking like, I don't know you. You're not a famous knight. Who the heck are you? And <laughs> Dunk says, what, you know all the knights of the realm? And he's like, all the good ones. I don't know who you are. <laughs> This boy, uh, when I first saw him, because like like you said, he's like skin bald. Yeah, I don't. I almost thought like this is like a golem situation. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, yeah, Adobe. <laughs> yeah, because like he's just very like he. First off, he like emerges out of the river naked, <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts talking to Dunk, and he's almost like a smart aleck kid, like. Uh, who do you think you are? You're not some famous knight or whatever. Who are you, dude? Right? <laughs> As this yeah. annoying stable boy kind of just stops him in his tracks. Um, but he f just goes on into the inn and Dunk is talking with uh, the the wench there, talking <laughs> talking about the the tourney mm -hmm. coming up and how he's just gonna he's gonna sign up. Give me some ale now and uh, come tomorrow. I'll be a champion. Right. Also, uh, the only other person in the inn or like the bar restaurant area uh, is this one other drunk guy. Like he's like wasted like his face is on the table plastered wine is spilled all over and uh he's like the only other person there so dunk pretty much has to place himself and he eats like i think he eats like two whole meals he's he's a big guy he's a grown boy okay he's got a full belly now he's gonna take back into the inn but he's visiting his horse in the stable but it sounds like someone's stealing his horse and he runs in uh and what he finds is the stable boy wearing his armor sitting on his horse <laughs> <laughs> kind of like playing as a knight. And Dunk just laughs, bellies over and laughs at this kid. This uh, this bald kid is like, what are you laughing at, right? I mean, I could ride this horse better than you ever can. As he takes off the armor and kind of tosses it to the side and says, well, um, why don't you take me on as a, as a squire? Why don't I be your squire, tend to the horse, you know, polish your armor and become your squire for the tourney you're supposedly going to go on tomorrow? But he doesn't like this kid. He thinks the kid is annoying, right? Yeah. So he pretty much turns him down he's riding a horse and he has a two other horses right 
and he's taking him to where the town that they're going to have this tourney. And it's nighttime now. He reaches there, and it looks like a Renaissance fair. Exactly. Like it's just a bunch of bunch of tents. I can hear the music, and it looks like everyone's having a good time. And he's he doesn't like go into the town yet. He like just looking at it from the hill, and then he goes like outside of the town to like make his camp. That way, he doesn't like just barge in there. Right, as he kind of makes a little camp underneath this tree by the river, and as he kind of rests for the night, he reminisces again about Sir Arlen and this one story how Sir Arlen, as a kid, saw the last dragon. Dragons, this is a mythical world, right? Dragons did exist in the past, but Sir Arlen, as a kid, saw the last one. It's kind of this small, whimpering dragon, and it's these tall tales that are these, you know, old myths that get passed down, and this is just something that Dunk is remembering. So next day now, he makes it into the, the fair, and and he sees this woman that's uh, a marionette, a puppeteer. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know what the, I think if you have your hand up something it's a puppet but when you have your hand over and it has like the strings going down I think that's a marionette okay so is the marionette the the puppet or is it the person controlling the puppet the, the person controlling the puppet is a marionette I think okay so I, think I believe both you consider, I think they're both considered puppets but it's like different how you use it you know what I'm talking about right I think so I think puppeteer <laughs> marionette depends on the puppet right yeah and he's watching like a marionette, a woman telling a story with her puppets of like a dragon tale. Yes, it's like Shrek. Remember that one scene with the puppets? <laughs> yes. A lot of this book is like Shrek. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> As um he's like enthralled with the puppets, but actually he's more into the lady puppeteering. Like he's like, wow, this is a gorgeous <laughs> woman there. Um just trying to pull my strings. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But Dunk is in town at the fair to um, tend to getting a new suit of armor. If he's going to be knight, he needs a suit of armor. The old one he's got is not going to work. He sees this new um, smith there and says, can you make a suit of armor for me? And he's a tall dude. He's going to need a lot of metal for this. Uh, yeah. And he doesn't really have the coin right now as a hedge knight, as a freelancer. And he tries to bargain with the guy. He'll give up all of this old suit of armor so that you can make a new one instead of uh, instead of 800 gold. We'll do it for 600 gold and this extra metal to make the suit of armor and it says it's not going to look like the fanciest one mm -hmm. but it will be like strong steel that will protect you okay fair enough that's all dunk needs at least that's what he thinks and going back to uh and going back to his camp he again hears a ruckus with his horses and he's thinking like someone's trying to steal my horse as he runs <laughs> back to the camp it's again that little bald kid followed him to his camp and is like cooking something for him he's pretty much didn't listen to him yeah. he followed him him and he did what he wanted to do meaning like he did all like the squire duties that one would have to do so like he like cleaned the horses he made his like his camp clean and now he's cooking dinner for them some fish yeah something for for his night right and this kid still wants to be this guy's squire he even says like i would have set up your pavilion for you but i didn't see one meaning like a tent and then um dunk is like i can't afford a tent <laughs> look at me i can barely afford armor so uh, this this big ass tree will be our tent, our pavilion. Oh wow! And they finally introduce uh, their names, right? Dunk. He says, "I'm Dunk the Tall." And this little stable boy <laughs> says, "Oh, Dunk like Duncan." And he's like, "Oh yeah, that sounds more like a real name." Sure. <laughs> and the stable boy says his name is Egg. As an egg, E G G. Yes. <laughs> uh, he's got a bald head again. Fits perfect. Looks like an egg. egg. <laughs> 
And now it's a tale of Duncan Egg. <laughs> As we continue on. So they rest for the night. Dunk, he sleeps underneath this tree and sees a shooting star up above. And he kind of wishes upon that as he thinks about, you know, having luck to win the tourney tomorrow. He pretty much goes to the sign-up sheet. This is like in um, Karate Kid where he's going to sign up for the tournament. And they're like, what dojo you represent? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and they're asking him like, the guy's like, oh, I don't know you. Are you sure you're a knight? And he's like, yeah, I'm a knight. Don't worry about it. And he's like... You'll need someone to vouch for you to say that you're a knight. So come back with someone that knows you as a knight, and then we'll sign you up. And he's saying, like, oh, this one guy that used to know Sir Arlen, his old um, knight, will hopefully vouch for him, saying that he's a knight now. So he's got to do a little bit to get in the list. As he steps out of that office, that little castle office, he is met with, like, this group of guards, right? Like, like these knightly guards, and they are guarding this one character, uh, one of the Targaryens. Yes, this is, like, the royal guard. They're, they have, like, the best-looking armor. It's, like, all, almost, like, all white platinum silver or something like totally. that. Totally. And they have, like, capes with, like, gold collars, and they just look like the richest knights because, again, they're guarding the royal family, the their kings, uh, the Targaryens. And um, the main guy that they're guarding is this blonde dude, uh, you know, the the Targaryens are mostly all blonde and um, what's this guy's name? This guy is Arion Targaryen and he's this really snooty guy he kind of just like yep. he even thinks Dunk is the stable boy he's like oh yeah. can you uh, put my horse in the thing and get me some food get me a wench and uh, you know leave me alone but this this guy he's like oh I'm not I'm not a stable boy Dunk says as um, this rude upper class guy just kind of mosey on down and Dunk is actually there to see the, the real stable boy because he's trying to sell his his horse to make some money to buy the armor. Right. That guy is like, I already don't have room for horses. Your horse kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give you any money, but you may go to like the the more outskirts of town because he's like at the heart of the town yeah. where it's like, this is like the high end area. So he's like, if you go out to the further towards the edges of town, those cheaper stables might offer you something for this horse. So he goes out there where you can tell it's like less busy. They have less horses and he's like trying to sell him this horse. He tries to get a good deal out of it. He's thinking 2000 silver for this thing. But the stable boy there says... I'll give you like uh, 500 for the for this horse, right? And yeah. they kind of go into this haggling through the to get to sell this horse. And Dunk settles on, all right, I'll give you I'll give you that much, but uh, I'll give you a little bit extra. Make sure Sweetfoot the horse gets an, an apple for the night because uh, I think Sweetfoot was Sir Arlen's horse. Yeah, he really feels bad that he has to sell his horse like this. He's gone through a lot with him, and he feels bad selling his his mentor's horse, but. Uh, he has to do what he has to do to become a knight. And it's funny because he walks away and the guy that he sold it to is like, I'm not giving this guy an apple. <laughs> like, I'm not giving him extra food. I'm just taking this extra money that he gave. Why not? So Dunk still walks around the, the Ren Fair type of tourney. And it really is that. There's like, you know, jugglers around. There's just a bunch of tents and there's just like a hustle and bustle of people in this town. Mm-hmm. And he sees the puppets again, the puppeteer. And he even uh, tries to mack on that, that cute girl that was the puppeteer. But she kind of laughs him off like thinking oh, what knight looks like that because he's just dressed in like, dr- yeah. like drab right he's got like he a, looks like a stable boy <laughs> he's a rope belt on right now <laughs> and he's going and he sees these guys uh these other knights like kind of like practicing so he goes to just watch and um these guys uh their crest which i thought was kind of funny is like an apple yes <laughs> yes an apple on like a yellow background and this is the house of Fossaway. Fossaway, and it's like a red apple on a yellow background and this guy uh he's a knight but he's kind of like a 
Not an honorable knight, I'd say. Yeah, not exactly evil, but kind of a dirtbag. This guy is Stefan Fossaway, and he's sparring with these individuals, kind of just taking them down. He even asks Dunk, oh, you're a knight. Do you want to join in here? And, you know, what's up? You want to get in here and fight? Yeah. You want some of this? Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, of course, Dunk doesn't have a suit of armor yet, and so he can't really fight yet. Yeah. Um, he also meets, like, I think this is the guy's cousin. Yes. The guy's cousin another- and squire. Yeah. And squire. So he's not a knight, but he's like the squire of the Fossilway knight. But they're related. But, you know, just because you're related doesn't mean they're also like high up there. He is still just like his servant or whatever. Yes. This guy is uh, Raymond Fossilway. And he talks it up with Dunk and they kind of become like, oh, you're a knight too. Let's let's be friends. And kind of like they chap, chap it up a bit, right? Right. Uh, Raymond Fossilway is a, a good guy. Totally. But he's not a knight yet, still a squire. So Dunk pays a visit to that one lord that could possibly vouch for him and this guy sitting on his his makeshift throne you know all these knights and lords they visit this fair to participate in the tournament and he's in his makeshift tent and this guy has this like black uh, pavilion uh, bannerment with a purple lightning in it this uh sigil looks really cool i really like it it looks, <laughs> it looks pretty looks badass dumb. pretty damn badass <laughs> black black background with a purple lightning bolt i was like whoa this guy's cool <laughs> Dunk tries to say, like, I remember uh, Sir Arlen serving your people. I know the backstory behind the sigil. You know, one of your knights, a messenger, was uh, saved by a a shoot of purple lightning, killing off two enemy knights so that the messenger can bring this important message to your king, the Storm King. He's even showing this guy um, Sir Arlen's sigil, which is like a chalice with wings. He's like, don't you remember? Like, this is his, his shield. And the guy's like... I don't remember him and I don't remember you. No, everyone knows that story. That proves nothing to me. Yeah. I'm not going to vouch for you, dude. No, bruh. I don't know you. No. So, Dunk has one more lead as he goes about the the castle, the as he goes about the castle in this beautiful like, you know, passageways down the the brick walls and everything. And he somehow moses on down into like the lead room, like the the lord's room in this castle. Mm-hmm. Sitting there is a visitor. It's Prince Baylor. And this is also a Targaryen. This is the house like he is going to is a prince errant, I think is the word, which right. means he's not next to be king but he's like the grandson does that make sense so if his yeah, grandfather like dies father is the king right now yeah and then his dad is be next in line and then it's him exactly he's the eldest of this generation right he would be next but what's weird about him he's a targaryen but he has brown hair strange it's weird mm-hmm. also this is a really honorable guy prince baylor he People like him. All the common folk love how honorable he is and sticks to his word while he's arguing with his brother, Prince Darian, who's uh, kind of just kind of a jerk. He he kind of is more stern about his decision making. And he looks like Jeff Bridges. Oh, pretty good pick. (laughs) Nowadays, yeah. He looks like Jeff Bridges from Tron. We're talking about uh, virtual Jeff Bridges or real life Jeff Bridges? <laughs> real life bearded old man breath uh, Jeff Bridges. But it's weird because he's the younger brother, but he looks a little older. But it's because his hair is like that like platinum blonde like the Targaryens have. And he's, he's bearded up, right? So he looks a little bit yeah. older. So Dunk, you know, he says his piece. He wants to participate in the tourney. Do you remember Sir Arlen, you know, Prince Baylor? He served in uh, all these different armies. And 
he even buckled you. You were the great knight that Sir Arlen once took down uh, jousting. Right, yeah. This is that, that memory that he had where they were jousting and it. They, it's like the longest match ever or something like that. Yeah, it was like seven different times. Um, Dunk says, like, he took you down. Can you believe that? I know he lost and everything, but that's a big deal. You're a really strong competitor. Mm-hmm. Baylor is like, all right, yes, I do remember Sir Arlen. And it was only four times. You know, it was not that bad. <laughs> Don't make you look bad. And he considers it, he considers it, but, you know, he's a hedge knight. He can't participate in this, you know, peacetime tournament if he's not, mm. it's, it's not a work for offer type of thing, work for hire type of thing. You have to be of a house, of a sigil to take up arms. And right. he likes Sir Arlen and everything and Dunk, but he can't, you know, give way to that. Again, this is the all-star game. This is like best of the best only. Yeah, but Dunk's really tall. He, he thinks he could do it. He <laughs> believes in himself. And I do too. <laughs> he takes a egg down into the the fair too, and he even introduces him to that that uh, puppeteer, the gorgeous puppeteer, and they're talking it through. But <laughs> Dunk just actually wants her to maybe paint his shield. You know, she painted all his her puppets. Maybe she mm-hmm. can paint his shield and hire her. But I think it's yeah, just another way to start conversation. You know, just uh, get in there a little bit. But he he needs uh, his own sigil, right? Yes, he thinks about that tree that he slept over. Uh, and how it like gave him rest for the night and that shooting star. That's what he wants the sigil to be, a tree. And behind uh-huh. that is the night sky with a shooting star. Very complicated. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny about this? Yeah. Um, later, like this is like way later um, in Game of Thrones, the show or, or the books too, I guess. Um, what's her name? Uh, Brienne of Tarth? Yeah. Yeah. She finds the shield in her like family's like keep or whatever. And it's because the rumors are she's like a descendant of, of Dunk. Very good. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> you I did my research too. It's somehow they're connected in a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Almost maybe like through family or something. Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> uh, she said, okay, this is a job. She'll take up a painting the, the shield. And so Duncan Egg, they do watch the jousting tournament, even though he's not participating. They still want to watch these noble knights fight it out in in this peacetime right this is what they do they have a fair they'll joust they'll do melees no actual you know war going on yeah they're not trying to kill each other but they're trying to best each other yes i think this happens in uh black knight do you remember that movie with uh martin lawrence martin lawrence yeah (laughs) they just a lot of jousting in that movie that's a pretty good movie Do you remember, um, I think it's called First Night with Heath Ledger? Or Last Night? I know what you're talking about. I have not, I don't know if I've watched it all the way through, but I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah, me too. I don't think, I don't think it's a good movie. I think, I think you're right. So they're watching it. Dunk, I mean, Egg is on Dunk's shoulders because he can't see anything. He's a short kid. Mm-hmm. The way this works is each knight will take their their jousting spear and touch it on a crest, on like this like battlement, right? And that's who they want to battle in this joust. And it's cool how they can at the start they just go all out, like ten on each side, and just joust one another straight through at each other. Yeah. And the the crowd goes wild as like all of their spears just kind of explode as they hit each other and then it, it turns into a tournament right where they each joust each other and they'll try to hit each other down off their horse if they fall down the horse then they fight it out with like swords or maces whatever their weapon is until one of them like yields that's right and we come to the near end of the tournament one of the targaryens he shows up super late this is this is that prince arion character earlier that really sleazy guy that thought dunk was a stable boy and he shows right. up in his all black armor with the red fire 
fire uh, Targaryen dragons all over his his suit. I'll say it looks pretty cool. It's kind of like a hot rod type of look, the black and fire. <laughs> yeah, it's like black armor, but with like flames coming out everywhere. And he has like a black horse. Like, I mean, this guy, he's got money. He's got style. I'll say that. <laughs> So he takes on like the the main guy that's kind of winning the tournament, Sir Humphrey. And the th- weird thing is, Egg is like on on type of dunk shoulders, like kill him, kill him. He's really aggressively. He wants someone to die in this match. And it's weird. Right. It's kind of like <laughs> it's like they're not going for that. Yeah. And they're gonna do the joust, right? This is when they're like the horses go straight at each other. And they're noticing that um, the Targaryen guy's spear or jousting stick, or whatever, it's like it's aimed a lot lower than you'd normally aim. Right. You'd aim for the the shield or the maybe even the helm for this thing, but it's way low. It goes straight into the neck of the other knight's horse. Right. Immediately, the horse dies. Uh, Sir Humphrey's buckled down and he loses. But this was a really sleazy move on Prince Arion's part to kill the horse to win the match. Cheap shot. Cheap shot. Totally. Like the crowd is scared because they can hear the screamings of this dead horse and it's just like, wow. So Dunk feels like, oh, Egg, you should not watch this. Let's leave. Right. And uh, right as they're leaving, like you could see in the distance, they're like going to cut the horse's head off to like, just, like kill it so it's not suffering anymore. Oh, yeah. But like it was like such a dick move. Like, why would you kill a horse to win a. Uh, like an exhibition match. Right, a sparring kind of match. This really shakes up Egg as they go about their fair. And Dunk even gets like Egg, like this extra horn of ale. You know, they put their drinks in, in horns back in the day. Yeah. And they pay a visit to the puppeteer again. I, I think um, Dunk is sprung as he always goes back to the puppet show. Yes, we get it, dude. <laughs> Something uh, breaks out where the puppeteer is in trouble by Prince Arian, right? The the dick Targaryen. It has got her in like a, this like handhold because apparently he's mad that the puppet story was about a dragon getting slain and their house right. is of dragons, right? Right. It's kind of like you're representing, you're saying like, oh, the Targaryens are going to die because like it's like their sigil is the dragons. So he hates this. And of course he's like a dick. So he like grabs her and because she's like a puppeteer, he's like breaking her fingers. Right. Dunk cannot believe this. He tosses all these knights aside that's gone him and just full-fisted punches prince arian in the face like this is you though you're like a noble knight you do not do this like you don't go up to royalty and like knock out their teeth in front of everybody um he's a tall guy he's like taller than everybody the only way he's able to get taken down is for these guard knights to dogpile him yeah it takes like five other guys to like get him down and the Targaryen guy is like, all right, like break this guy's arms and like knock out all his teeth. Yes. This whole commotion is only stopped by Egg. Egg is the one to stop everything. And he says, you will stop that or you will hear by my uncle. Egg explains who he is. He's actually Aegon the Targaryen. And he is <laughs> Prince Arian's brother. He's royalty. He's the young, y- youngest brother. Yeah. So like. No one knows that it was him because he doesn't have any hair. They shaved off his head, right? But it's a big reveal that this guy is pretty much like a prince. This this guy, the stable boy, he thought, is actually the prince. So Dunk, as he was held captive, right, he's brought up and held in the keep as he's his trial will be coming forward. You can tell it's been a while now because, like, Dunk has a little bit of, like, beard stubble. And then Egg comes in. And Egg looks like he's, like, in royal garb now. Like he's wearing um, the Targaryen crest on his on his shirt. And uh, he has, like, a little bit of hair growing out now. And it's, like, the blonde hair. And he's apologizing to him that he lied this whole time. He's actually a squire to someone else, his brother, a different brother, That's that was that drunk 
individual we saw in the inn earlier. And he, right. his brother, his 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 knight was actually like a went on the run. He didn't want to participate in any of the royalty business. He just wanted to right. drink. That's all. He was just about wine. And egg like is the opposite. Like he wanted to be a squire and eventually a knight. So the older brother shaved off his head so that no one would know that he's a Targaryen. Right. <laughs> and they would just think he, like he's a stable boy. So he took his chance. He wanted to be the squire for this random hedge knight that was sitting in front of him, Dunk. And so Aeg, Aegon takes Dunk to the Prince Arian, right? Prince Baelor. His uncle. Yes. His uncle, yeah, who is like what you said, the like third in line to be king. So Prince Baelor explains like, I guess this wasn't really your fault to take on, to be following around this kid, Aegon. On. He didn't tell you who he was, so um, that's okay. But it's not okay that you punched out royalty, right? One of my nephews, Prince Prince Arian. So they're at like a trial now. It's like the next day, and they're all in front of like the Targaryens. And uh, the judgment is that they would have to fight each other. Yes, yeah, trial by combat. Trial by combat. But Arian knows that Duncan will beat him. He's like way taller than him, and he knows how to fight. So he's like, instead of that, he commands that they do a trial of seven which is like an ancient ritual where it's like seven men versus seven men. Yes, right. They each get six men of their own and they just fight it out in their own uh, battle, jousting and melee, things like that. Right. And it's easy for Arion to find six men that will fight for him because he's, he's royalty. They kind of have to when he says to. But Duncan doesn't know anybody. Like no one really knows him. So it's going to be way hard for him to even recruit one guy, let alone six knights to fight for him. Uh, he's like, he's screwed, right? He was just a squire of a hedge knight. He doesn't know anybody. Even Aeg- Aegon is back in the castle as he kind of just moses on down out of the castle in the rain, kind of sad. But as he's walking past the uh, end of the fair, he notices his two horses are being held at the Fossaway camp, the little tent, the, the apple people. These are the... <laughs> These are the Apple campus now. Yeah, right. And he's like, hopefully they'll side with me. And he goes up to the guy, the, the knight there that was training earlier. And he's like asking him, like, will you fight like by my side? And Stefan Fossaway says, I will fight by your side. Um, you know, I'll I'll join in your combat of seven, but you have to get I'll help even get your other people. I'll talk to these other knights. Maybe they'll join in, in the fight. And mm-hmm. Raymond's there too, and he's happy that he can uh, help him out, right? And who shows up there but uh, eggs and uh, again he's like not even stable boy costume anymore. he's like royalty robed out like he looks like a prince but he's not alone this is that drunkard older brother that he was supposed to be the knight of also in like beautiful royalty robes and he's saying like um i'm sorry that uh, I have to fight you and everything, right? I, I didn't really want to do this. I just wanted to drink and everything. I promise yeah. tomorrow I'm not going to put up a fight. I'm going to join in, but uh, I'll be on the other side and I'm not going to fight that hard. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, this guy's not a knight or anything. He doesn't care about this. He's the oldest of this 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 group of brothers. And he's just like, you know, it, it's almost like an advantage for you that I'm going to be on the other side because I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, right. He does mention of this weird dream he had about Dunk. Dunk was in his dream and he killed the dragon. Like this dragon like toppled over while Dunk stood still, stood tall. So it's almost like a prophecy that Duncan will win this fight. He's going to beat um, the other Targaryen, his brother. Yes. Okay. So Dunk, he has some leads, maybe some people to join his team. And now he is able to even get his new shield. And it looks beautiful from that beautiful puppeteer that painted his shield. It's got the night sky, the tree, and shooting star and everything. But he still like feels a bit hopeless as he moves on to the next day with 
like nobody, barely anybody on his team. As he gets to the tournament, the common folk, they all want to shake his hand. They can't believe this guy who has like nothing on his side shows up for this epic tournament. And they're like, wow, he's he keeps his word. Yeah, I mean, like he stood up for like the poor people when he saved the puppeteer. So like they all think of him as like the, the people's champ or something like people's that. People's champ, yeah. <laughs> people's elbow. <laughs> The other side looks pretty powerful. There's three Targaryens in black suits of armor and three of the Kingsguard in the pristine white. Yeah, so this is the the main guy that was his name Arion Targaryen. And like his dad is also part of it. Yeah. The guy that looks like Jeff Bridges. <laughs> yes. And like his older brother, the drunk guy, which is there, which is it doesn't matter, he's not gonna fight anyway, he no, said. Not at all. And then the three of the royal guard that look like the all white armor that look really cool. It almost looks like they're from Star Wars. Yes, like stormtroopers, <laughs> right? They they yeah. sign up for this. They they're hired to do this, so they have to join in, in the fight. But I mean, like they're the best of the best. Like they're trained to be like the royal guard, so they really know how to fight. They know what they're doing, and it looks like an all star squad that Dunk has to go up against. The goon squad, pretty much from uh, Space Jam. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, Dunk puts on his new suit of armor. It looks dull, but it looks strong. He's a big dude. That was a lot of metal they had to use to make his suit of armor, and he puts it on. And joining in there is, oh, it's Stefan Fossaway, and he's moseying down to join his team, right? No. This is the Apple guy. The Apple guy. He says, "Uh, no, actually, I'm joining the other team. Uh, He's he's a traitor. He says he's going to join the Targaryens because he's a douchebag. He wants, you know, to be on the winning side. Yeah, and he also says, like, oh, uh, they made me a better offer. They're going to make me a lord. So, peace out. I'm I'm now playing for the other squad. Right. Okay, Dunk, that sucks for him. But some two other people joining in the the fights. Two of the Humphreys, two Humphrey Knights, those were the ones that were kind of winning the Jousting Tournament earlier. And then one of the Baratheons. Now, if you know the TV show, the Baratheons, at the start of the show, are the ruling kings of the show. And they're more like, they have like black hair and they're more like burly people. And this guy, yeah. his costume looks cool. He's got horns on it because their sigil is the stag. Right. And so he's got some people now with his side. Um, the cousin of the, what's the, what's the Apple people? Fossaway. And this guy Fossaway. is Raymond yeah. Fossaway. Raymond Fossaway. Remember, he's like the the squire to the guy that just traded yes. him. He's like, dude, that's messed up. I can't believe my cousin did that. Tell you what, why don't you make me a knight right now and I'll fight for you. And Duncan is almost like, uh, I can't do that. I'm not a really I don't know. Like, I, He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't know the ritual, I think. Yeah. He's like, oh, I get you. <laughs> so then luckily uh, Eggs calls him. He's like, oh, we need to go over here and talk to the king. So the Baratheon guy is like, why don't you go? I'll knight this guy so that he can fight with us. Okay. So his his crew is, is starting to, to build up, right? He's got five plus him, so now that's six, but he needs seven. So Duncan is like walking just up and down the audience. Like there's a whole crowd of people watching. Trotting, yeah. And she's like, is any of you a noble knight that will fight with me? Like, or are you all just like cowards and afraid? But like, if there's any noble knight out there who wants to fight with me, like, I need you now. (laughs) There is one that does show up in a full suit of armor, a black one. It's a Targaryen, actually. We think it is one of the young princes, but it is actually Prince Baylor. 
the one that's going to be crowned king eventually. Yeah. Like, he in no way needs to fight and probably shouldn't fight because he's like next in line. But he shows up. And honestly, like, his suit is cool because it's all black, like 100% black, yeah. except a red dragon on his head, which is kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Definitely un- unpractical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he says, like, he's kind of, like, inspired by Duncan. Though what he did was, like, kind of wrong, he stuck up for the innocent. So that's why he wants to fight with him. Yes. So Duncan has a full crew now to fight off the the other side. And then the Fossilway guy, the, the one that's newly a knight. Yeah. He Before the fight, he's like, I need to paint my sigil. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to be the same as his cousin who's on the other side. So his cousin has like the red apple. He paints his green because he says like, I'd rather be a rotten green apple than like a disloyal red apple. Exactly. Right. So Prince Baylor actually has a strategy. They're going to use these uh, sparring uh, spears, right? They're actually not as sturdy as the ones the other crew are going to use, but they're longer. They're like 12 feet instead of eight. So they should be able to hit the other side first before their stronger sticks hit us. And so they go at it again. Seven on seven go ramming at each other. Prince Arian, right, the the, the dick Targaryen, <laughs> yeah. takes his spear and it goes straight at um, Dunk's shield and it pierces through him. Dunk was just too distracted looking at the red dragon and, and his helm. He wasn't thinking straight. He, he's new to this too. It actually breaks through his shield and into like his like side of his chest and he's actually like wounded now close to bleeding out and his shield is useless because there's a big spear in it that he just tosses to the side so he has to get off and he he looks at the battlefield some of the humphreys are down Uh, some of the kingsguard are injured on the other side and it's just mayhem as people are fighting it through darian he takes his mace he's got a mace and he tries to hammer down straight onto dunk's head and before the mace like would hit his head he does like the roll over and it hits the ground and he's able to knock down the targaryen and grab his shield off of him and almost like captain america yes. fake captain america Very good. is gonna smash him in the face with his own shield this is some of that um orphan fighting that he learned as a kid none of the nightly stuff to where he fights he's gonna take <laughs> the shield and just ram it straight into the targaryen he, but instead of doing that, he like throws the shield down and he opens the guy's mask, like removes his helmet, and he's like he's like screaming at him to yield. Yield. And the Targaryen says, Okay, I yield. While the battle is still going on around him, right, he needs to let the the authorities know that his opponent <laughs> yielded. Or or else they'll not know, right? Yeah. So he's like literally dragging him across the battlefield to the to the official's booth. <laughs> and he says, Look, tell them. And so Prince Darren says, I withdraw my accusations and he yields. And and Dunk won. He'd won the whole contest. Um, unfortunately, like it's not without death. Like like you said, the Humphreys I think died yes. in, the, in the battle, and um, even even Dunk is like kind of wounded. Like he's got blood dripping down the side of his face. Again, he's got that gash in his ribs, and he can barely talk as he's like. He kind of stumps to the ground and Prince Baylor, he comes coming in and says like, you have to uh, take boiling wine and take that into your wound and that should fix it up for you, you know, like cauterize it. And so Prince Baylor takes off his helmet, the black helmet with the red dragon on top, but it's revealed there's a gigantic gash in the back of his head. One of the pieces of the red dragon on his helmet broke off and is inside his head right now. And now that his helmet's off, like he's just bleeding out, he falls to the ground and it's pretty much like dead right away like this guy who stood up uh, against his own family yeah. and fought for the innocent and who should have done it he's like almost next in line to be king now has just died for for duncan like who, who's just like a, a hedge knight 
a regular old hedge knight. And so this prince gets a beautiful funeral as they light him on a slab of wood. And the whole, you know, the whole camp has a um, funeral for him and throws flowers. And he's burned for as a, you know, a nice goodbye for, for a Targaryen. And so Dunk is like, he's kind of sorrowful that this you know, will be king, would be king, has died for him. Right. And so the younger brother Targaryen, the guy that looks like uh, Jeff, Bridges, <laughs> Jeff Bridges, yeah, yeah, good on point with that one. He says who now is took his place as like in, in line to be king. Yeah, is like meeting Dunk in like his woods, like camp that he's made up under the tree, right? Right. And he's saying like the common folk are gonna say that I meant to kill my brother, but I didn't. I might be not as loved as him, but I didn't mean to do this to my brother. And everyone's going to say also, you're just a hedge knight and this would be king dead for you. The common folk are going to say the same thing about that. Yeah. Everyone thought like Baylor was going to be like this great king because he's such a good guy, such a noble guy that now he died before his time. Like everyone's going to hate you for it. Yes. And this uh, Targaryen says, well, Aegon, he wants to be your squire. And he's kind of hard nosed about that. He's, you know, he's a strange kid, right? This Aegon, egg him but he says right. like um i let you be part of my court so that you can be a uh, knight for the targaryens and he can be your squire but dunk says uh i won't be a knight of your your house i will uh continue to be a hedge knight and aegon will still be my squire he's like almost he has no right to say any of this that he's refusing his whole nice deal to become one right. of his knights the Targaryen's like i can't believe you're saying this to me and he just walks away <laughs> So Egg is there now. He's going to be his squire, but it's still like in secret that no one knows this is Prince Egon. So like he has to just pretend to be like a regular boy, right? Yeah. But he wants to like learn to be a good knight and live to be like an honorable person. So that's why he does like stick around with Dunk. Yes. Instead of living in the high castle and being royalty, having all these nice things brought to you, we're going to be hedge knights. We're going to go about, work for random people, do these odd jobs. Because we don't want you to be spoiled like your jerk brother that I just fought and, right. you know, forced to yield in front of me. And that's like the end of this book. Yeah. So that's the start of the tales of Duncan Egg. Uh, again, that <laughs> that revolved around like one novella in this like prequel stories for, for Duncan Egg. I thought it was really cool. I like how we get to see all the, like how everything ran before the Game of Thrones books. Yeah. And how, yeah, the Targaryens are, because watching the show and reading the books you would think oh targaryens are just the evil guys but it shows like not all of them were and some of them were going to be great kings and and um some of them were just spoiled brats yes not necessarily evil but just kind of jerks um so yeah martin says i just like making gray characters no one's a real hero Uh no one's a real ultimately real villain like maybe like superhero comics are right um, right. But uh, that was this little small story. No big magic or high magic everywhere. It's kind of just this right. nightly story and honorific things like that. Um, and it's cool, yeah, seeing something in the past and seeing the Targaryens on top was kind of cool. And there's another yeah. graphic novel. The Sworn Sword was made into a graphic novel. So I think I'll read that on my own. And like, spoiler alert, but like, if you know the lore of Game of Thrones, Egg, because he's been trained by Dunk and becomes like an honorable person, eventually does become like a good king yeah and is the grandfather of Rhaegar Targaryen who spoiler alert for the show big spoiler alert big spoiler alert <laughs> marries or like has a child with uh Lyanna Stark who is Jon Snow <laughs> yes 
So it's all one long line. Yeah, a song of ice and fire. <laughs> you could almost because then there's like a, a prophecy too, like the great hero is like born under like the shooting star, and yeah. everyone thought it was Jon Snow. But now, like looking at this, it could be considered Dunk. It could be Dunk. Maybe that's like waterfalls or something else in the story, right? Yeah, I think um, I think he was like he saved the Rhaegar or something at a certain point. Um, yeah, that like there's like this big prophecy. Azura High is that one guy, but this that's like this type of stuff I'm watching in these random YouTube videos because I love listening to all the Game of Thrones lore and all that. So yeah. check that out if you are interested. Game of Thrones is like one of the deepest like lores. Like no wonder it takes forever to write a book because George R. R. Martin is like writing generations of connections and yeah, and, uh, it's so cool. But like we we barely scratch the surface. Totally, totally. Um, so that was just a little tale, The Hedge Knights. You want to jump into our side stories? Yeah, let's do it. Daniel, yeah. is your side stories Mortal Kombat? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay, well, good. Mine is too. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm ready for our side stories because we're going to get into some Mortal Kombat right now. <laughs> um, do you want to do like a spoiler-free little bit first and then we'll get to major spoilers? Like opinions, like overall opinions first? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's okay. do that. So spoiler-free personal opinions. I think um, the movie is not perfect. Hmm. I think the movie has some plot holes, and I loved it. What? <laughs> I cannot <laughs> believe my ears right now. <laughs> There's okay. I I did not like it. I thought a lot of the action that we liked was in the trailer, and the acting was not there. It was I could have done a better job? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's not a great movie as far as plot or acting oh man we could just go uh, like a couple of weeks back when we talked about godzilla versus kong and just flip roles (laughs) (laughs) so i remember okay the big debate of the the year was like what's gonna be better king kong and godzilla or mortal kombat you're in the the monster side i'm in the mortal kombat side and then when the trailer came out, you kind of agreed with me. You thought Mortal Kombat might be better, right? Yeah, the trailer looked awesome. And yeah. I'll admit, all those shots were awesome in the movie. Yep. That, the parts I've seen before. <laughs> so now that we've seen both movies, which one will you say is a better viewing experience? Oh, for me, personally, <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, still. Okay. I still mm. think that way. No. No, you don't. <laughs> Mortal Kombat, though it lacked <laughs> a realistic story, yeah, uh, that, that- I think the greatness of set design, costume design, uh, action sequences, stunts, uh, even special effects, uh, totally made up for it and made for a, a really fun time watching it. I've watched it twice in less than 24 hours. Really? Wow. Huh. Okay. Well, I, I thought... I thought the acting was not convincing me, right? Uh, uh-huh. And there was not enough new stuff to carry it for me. Outside of what was in the trailer? Yes, yeah. Uh, I, I think it suffered from... Well, I, do you want to get to spoilers now or what? Okay, yeah. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, beware, we're getting to spoilers now. Right, it just but came out. Go ahead, tell me why you didn't like it. I think it suffered from Suicide Squad Syndrome. There's too many <laughs> characters we have to like introduce and a little bit bits just gives we have these little bits of like things latch on for each character and not enough to like motivate like the main guy we're supposed to care for is cole right is that his name cole yeah uh, yeah exactly <laughs> I, I don't, okay I'm, I, yeah i'm not on his side that's like the biggest hindrance for me is i don't like cole and i don't like his family <laughs> and, and the 
movie relied heavily on him yeah. being like the star. And I was like, this guy is not from the games already. So like, I don't need him. I feel like without him, the movie would have been better. I agree. I understand he is the, he's the one that's like learning everything and they're explaining everything to him. But can't that just be Sonya and Jax? Like, there you go. Yeah. Just get rid of him at all. And then be like, Sonya and Jax are learning about the tournament and then and then later discover Liu Kang and Liu Kang explains everything else to them and then they just go with the rest of the movie. Why do we have to have this guy that is like an ancestor of Hanzo? Like, can't just Hanzo show up on his own later? Like, and just, there you go. They yeah. don't need this guy. They don't need this guy who's not acting well. <laughs> there's, just, there's just a few, just too many things going on that are not needed. It's kind of like the... Batman versus Superman Russian family game where they're tacking on stuff we don't care about. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, Justice League. Yeah, oh, Justice League. Justice League. Uh, Justice League. There you go. <laughs> I think uh, like a lot of the characters, the actors look like their characters, but yes. n- not loving. It's a plus. It's a plus, but not enough to make up for kind of the bad acting at certain points. Um, I think there's actually some pretty good acting, I think. You know who was a saving grace for me? It was Kano. He was yes, super you, yeah. fun. He was really fun. I want to see the Kano the movie. You know? <laughs> you saw it. It's called Mortal Kombat. Uh, I don't know. Uh, first off, the biggest lizard in the whole movie was like human-sized. That's a that's a minus for me. What? Uh, <laughs> they need to be building-sized? They need to be building-sized. They need to be <laughs> skyscraper-sized. <laughs> Okay, if we're talking like special effects, yeah, dude, the effects in this are way better than Kong and Godzilla or whatever. What was the best special effect? Was it the dragon, the the fire dragon that came out? Uh, I mean, I thought that was really cool. I did like that scene. I think Raiden, whenever he just shows up through lightning, was really cool. Huh. I think uh, when yeah, uh, the like whenever Liu Kang does like fireballs, like in the old movies, it looks so fake. It looks like oh really whatever, but here it like looks somewhat realistic like it's real fire and I think that's really cool and then um, everything Sub-Zero is dope uh, he was kind of cool I guess uh, the frost stuff that was on the family that looked kind of weird and janky like kind of B-movie-ish um, hmm. Liu Kang when oh. he popped out of the hat that was like almost Kung like Lao. Kung Lao that was like almost like Mario-like type of like springiness no, that's so perfect because that's uh, straight out of the game okay maybe that's why I don't have nostalgia glasses for this right but you do for Godzilla and King Kong yeah I think it's just kind of fun not nostalgia <laughs> I just like the idea of it like the coolness of it uh, there's, I know the plot is thin and the acting is subpar but everything else makes up for it for me like you said Kano is great he's funny and it's great that he is so like true to the character yeah I think Jax was a great Jax. Like his acting is not great, but like exactly. his arms <laughs> look really cool once they're like full robotic. Um, and Liu Kang, I think, is probably the best character. Like looks okay. just like the the video game, and I like this take of him. Like he is like a like a monk that has devoted his life to protecting Earth Realm, and uh, even the scene where they're trying to get Kano riled up to get his uh, powers out, and he's like, "You should be like on your knees, like thanking this man." Yeah. Because yeah. he's actually fighting to save your life, right? Yeah, to rally. So, uh, yeah, so I, I just really think like Liu Kang 
was a great character. And then, like, of course, the Sub-Zero Scorpion of it all. Uh, I really liked it, although they didn't say why they hate each other. They just hate each other. Yeah, I think Sub-Zero was like, I want to be the coolest warrior, the best warrior <laughs> around, right? And then so I have to kill off this Hanzo guy in Japan that's apparently the best warrior around, only one for the title. But they didn't present that enough, right? I, I mean, he wants to kill his whole bloodline. Uh, I guess maybe, what's his name? Uh, Shang Chung is kind of Shang Chi. Shang Chi, like tells <laughs> no. no Shang Tsung. I'm getting so confused. <laughs> Look at that guy. That guy's wig was bad. I'm, I'm all about wigs now. No, it no. took me out of it. That's his real hair. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. That guy got caught by Batman. <laughs> like I, I can't believe him. Is that? No, he has no jurisdiction there. <laughs> Um, I thought Melina, though she doesn't look as gruesome as yes. in the video game. Okay, I think she looks cool for the movie. Uh, and then um, all the little henchmen that they have, like uh, Cabal, though it seems like weird. I, I really like his character. It looked cool. I I didn't like his character. I thought it was the look of it was kind of cosplay a bit at points. It kind of looked like Styrofoam. yeah, Welcome to Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay, <laughs> but I did like his like personality and how it's like contrary or like kind of similar to Kano's how they kind of don't like yeah. each other but he's trying to recruit him from like the same dragon black dragon crew or whatever okay I have no idea about any of this but I did like his personality and both of their personalities how about a buddy cop cabal Kano movie there you go <laughs> <laughs> what I um, also thought was very cool because I like the video games. So major spoiler alert, when they're finally fighting Sub-Zero at the end, because oh. he's kind of like the final boss, right? And Scorpion is back and he's fighting with Cole. Cole Sprouse. Cole guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Cole Slaw uh, is fighting him, right? And they're beating him up so bad that his armor is like falling off of him. And now his blue armor is off and he's just a black skin suit. Yeah. Which is, he, he evolves to the black ninja later in oh, the video games. I didn't know that. That's that's why, that's like an Easter egg. Uh, I was like, oh my God, this is so epic. He's now like the, the mo- even more evil one. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't see these things. I don't know these things. So maybe those are the little tidbits, Easter eggs, how you unlock reptile things. I don't know, you know? Yeah. Those things are what pushed it to me to be uh, a good movie versus a bad movie. <laughs> I think it, it it's not doing that thing where it knows what it is, where it's a schlocky movie, right? Because that's why we enjoyed the first Mortal Kombat movie, right? It's kind yeah. of like buying into that. It knows what it is. It's not. It's trying to be a B movie. And I think Godzilla versus Kong kind of did that at points. I don't know if this is. This shouldn't have to. This shit has a great story. Does it? If they stuck with it, it would have been a great movie. I still believe, like, if they didn't do this new guy with his family and just stuck with following Sonya Blade and Jax as they're trying to discover this whole thing, and then they run into Liu Kang, and Liu Kang explains everything and how now they all have to fight to save Earthrealm, it would have been a great movie. I, I can see it in my head, to be honest, but they didn't do that, right? I I kind of want Johnny Cage to be in it. Don't see him for the second movie. He's kind of ridiculous. Make this a ridiculous yeah. movie. And I, I'm in then. Don't I think, shroud it in the seriousness. I think them saving Johnny Cage is like a really cool way to like put demand for a sequel because yeah. mm-hmm. he's such a strong character that teasing him for the sequel is like, oh, now we want a sequel. Yes. I do want to see that character. He's kind of funny. I don't know. He's he's gonna be ridiculous, right? He's like a cheesy, schmoozy yeah. guy, right? <laughs> There's already like a petition online to get the Miz 
from wrestling Ooh. WWE to play Johnny Cage. Pretty good, pretty good. That one TV show you talked about recently, Made for Love, maybe that guy could be Johnny Cage? Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. I think he fits the bill. He's pretty funny. Uh, but, I mean, Mortal Kombat, uh, the first opening scene was like Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was perfect. pretty good. Yeah. And then when, like, Raiden shows up, it's even better. I It's not a perfect movie. I give it, like, an 8. I'd give it a 7.25. Okay. <laughs> See, here's the, the difference in generations. I didn't play Mortal Kombat that much. You know, it's not my game, so... Maybe that's why. How I see it with these two movies, the way they marketed it on HBO Max, yeah. they both had like similar posters with the two different characters, the red and the blue. Yeah. I want to see a new uh-huh. poster with the two of us, red and blue on the same poster. <laughs> Promoting our own movies Promoting. like each one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I will say what they needed was more Scorpion. He's only in like yeah, there you go. the first scene and the last scene. He's super cool. Everyone knows Scorpion's the coolest one, I think, right? Yeah. Even though he's the bad guy, he's the coolest one. Yeah, which is weird. Like, they, I don't know when he became the good guy. Like, halfway through all the video games, now he's a good guy. To me, he's always a bad guy. I guess the idea was that he got his revenge, so then he can be a good guy now, right? I guess. I don't know. It's because his powers are from hell. That's why I just assume he's a bad guy. But yeah. halfway, like, after the series of games, they made him a good guy. They, and because there's the... Uh, spoiler alert for the video games, there's a second Sub-Zero oh, yeah. that is a good guy. Oh, all right. If you say so. Which is, I think, the younger brother of Bihan. Bihan is the evil Sub-Zero. So his younger brother, Bon Mi, is the new Sub-Zero. No. (laughs) He's coming in behind Bihan. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, That, like, little tidbits of Scorpion, like, haunting Cole, right? The the mirror scene. There was, like, one of those. There wasn't a through line of that enough. I kind of liked that idea of him, like... That happened a couple of times. Really? Am I just missing it? Am I I just not paying attention? (laughs) I mean, it just... I don't think they needed to do it more, if that's what you're asking. Oh, I did want it more. I got the idea. What about Um, Cole's costume that uh, i don't like anything about cole <laughs> his costume not anything freaking not his uh, acting not his story the Get it halloween of spirit store that he costume <laughs> halloween costume he's got on what is that i, I get the idea because like it the idea is like it's coming off his woven bracelet that his daughter made that's oh. like weaving and now he has like this armor that looks woven but that doesn't make it a good idea no 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 no, no. <laughs> And he's got those uh, combat sticks on his left and right. I don't know. Yeah. And what a waste of Goro. We had a, we had a good fight with him, right? A bit, but he loses to him. Is what you're saying? He loses to him. Yeah, okay. And and he dies. Like I don't think he's dead because Shang Tsung, at the end, they show him collecting Sub-Zero's body and Goro's body. So I think they'll be back resurrected. But I just wish Goro... Goro looked pretty cool, yes. but that fight to me was a little uh, unclimactic. Yeah, yeah. I think they do die, but they get revived, right, from the the nether realm, whatever it's called. I think they'll be more maybe zombied or more evil or something, but like... Yeah, maybe they have to do a deal. Have we... Are any of these characters from nether realm? That's the like hell place, right? Are they all from other world and earth realm? Okay. They're from (laughs) other world? They're from outworld. Outworld. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, but Mortal Kombat. Great movie. I'm glad that you loved it. Yeah, we'll we'll say that. <laughs> um, do you have anything else for side stories? No, that's it for me. Mortal Kombat, I was smiling ear to ear watching this because I didn't like it. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Um, oh, I said there's going to be an announcement. Yeah. What you got? Every year, if you're a longtime listener, you know that we have like a theme throughout May, the month of May. Yes. The first time we did it, uh, we called it Bat May, where we highlighted a Batman story every week in May. Following that, we did Spider-Man, um, Spider-May. So we had a bunch right. of great stories. Spider-Ant May. We're doing that. Spider-Ant May. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing that again this year. And why don't you go tell them which character we're doing? This year, we're doing Iron Man for the Iron mo- Man. Iron May. <laughs> <laughs> Iron May. I am Iron May. <laughs> So, throughout the entire month of May, we'll be doing Iron Man comic books. That's right. Um, which is weird enough because we haven't even done one Iron Man comic book. Yeah, I was out of over 100 episodes. Our feed, not a single Iron Man comic in there. Yeah. Oh, it's like we, we saved it for this. That's why, of course. We're thinking I wonder it why. back in the day, thinking it through. <laughs> yeah. So, we got a, a bunch to choose from. So, uh, I think there's going to be like four weeks straight of Iron Man comic books. So For sure. You don't want to miss it. Definitely subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just search us in your podcast app. or on Apple, Google, Stitcher, or you can even stream us on Spotify. Right. Um, and, you know, we have a list of possible comics to do. But if you have a favorite Iron Man comic, you know, the list is fluid. Maybe let us know on all our social medias mm-hmm. what you guys want us to do. We're uh, at the Reader Copy Podcast on all the social media, including Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, guys, that is it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Uh, Until then, Daniel, why don't you hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say by the book, pick it up and read your copy. Bye. Bye.